Hi, this is Kay, your host for the Listen to Mila podcast. And today's episode will be featuring Rachel from Philippines and Sagar and Pratisha from Nepal to talk about youth and mental health. We'll be exploring on the stigma around mental health in Asia and what we can do to overcome them. This episode is a collaboration between the Listen to Mila podcast and the Movies program by the United Nations Development Program. Hope you enjoy the episode. Countdown to begin in 3, 2, 1. Hello everyone, my name is K7, all the way from Malaysia. So I am a part of the Movies program and today we're going to have basically a talk on mental health, especially with youth and particularly the Asian culture. And together with me, I have Pratisha Joshi from Nepal. So hi, Pratisha. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody. Hope you all are, uh, hope you all are fine and safe. Uh, yes, and I'm Pratisha from Nepal. Uh, hope uh, we'll be having a very interactive session ahead. Thank you. Awesome. So I see Rachel is in the call also. Hi, Rachel. Hello everyone, I'm Rachel Collin, you can call me RC, and I'm from the Philippines. Well, I'm a mental health advocate and a mental health service user as well, so hopefully we'll learn from each other today. Nice, thanks. Uh, is Sagar in the call? Hi Sagar. Yeah, hi, hi Kishon and hello everyone. So good, good afternoon. So my name is Sagar Koirala and I'm a youth activist, also a part-time mental health activist from Nepal, hoping to have a great session today. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for being together with us. So before we begin, I, want to like to, I would like to introduce on the Movers program. So basically the Movers program, we focus on mobilizing youth across Asia Pacific and to raise awareness about the sustainable development goals and also to develop the entrepreneurial mindset by organizing and facilitating movers workshop in their own community. So just to simplify this, it's basically how youth create impact by helping other youth and other youth would help each other. So it's like a water ripple effect, you know. Okay, before we begin, I would like to just introduce myself. Uh, again, my name is K7. Uh, I am more commonly known as K from Malaysia, and I focus on mental health in, in giving platform to the youth to voice out. So I am the co-founder of Listen to Mila podcast, where we focus on giving youth a voice and to talk, to express themselves anonymously. Okay, and we, I am, I'm based in Malaysia, but I've been in Japan for the past seven years and I just like came back and we have, I mean, we started this Listen to Mila. Um, probably, Rachel, you want to go next? Uh, if, if, if it's possible, could you briefly tell us on yourself and what do you do, you know? Uh, hello again, I am RSC. So... Currently, I'm already 25 years old. Well, I was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder way back in 2018. Uh, that's why I became a mental health advocate. So, because I want to learn more about it. Because, uh, like, 
on 2012, I really don't know what mental health is. I, I haven't heard of it. But mm-hmm. I was like uh, 16 years old by that time. So uh, it was very hard. So that's why I became a volunteer. And right now I'm a, also a youth leader uh, in the advocacy of mental health here in my country. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Uh, Pratisha, you want to go next? Sure. Thank you, Kay. Uh, hello, everybody again. Uh, it's me, Pratisha from Nepal. Um, talking about my studies, I just uh, passed out my bachelor's uh, this year. And I'm currently working as a content writer and copywriter. And talking about mental health, it's also very much personal to me. And and uh, being in such a community that we don't share these type of stuff enough i want to uh, i want to bring a change and i want to start it from myself and i'm just uh, i am also an aspiring mover and uh, have just started my journey as a as a young youth activist so i look forward to having a great journey and also again a very interactive session here and hope it will be an insightful one for all of us thank you nice thank you so much sagar you want to go next I think his audio dropped, but uh, I think uh, while waiting for him, we could start the conversation. So basically, we're gonna our, our main focus is to highlight if mental talking about mental health a taboo in particularly the Asian uh, community. So speaking about my my perspective, so when we talk about mental health, and especially when we talk about mental health to other people in the Asian culture. When you say that, oh, you have depression, you have anxiety issues, they'll be like, well, mental health is not real. All you need to do is to pray to God. It'll basically bring you to a shaman or shaman just for like a, a prayer kind of stuff. So I would feel that talking about mental health is, is a taboo, particularly when we don't know who to talk to or like how, you know, how you would approach this thing. So anyone in today's panel would like to add on it. So let's start with Rachel though. Like what do you what do you think about this? Um somehow I really agree with you that uh here in my country it's kind of hard to talk about mental health because uh it's like uh they will be they will be give more empathy sympathy for you it's like we call it awa uh it's like oh you're very unfortunate person to have uh mental health conditions so that's how i think it's gonna be you feel like for someone if you just say oh i have depression and like this like this then they will show you sympathy but it's really hard for people to learn about mental health because of somehow we have aversions because of when we talk about people with mental health conditions, some people think that those people are crazy or they become violent easily mm-hmm. or sometimes uh, uh, sorry, this conversation might be triggering for some people, <laughs> I just want to remind that. So uh, when you say that you have mental health conditions, some people might think that 
you might be harming yourself or thinking mm-hmm. of killing yourself. So it's really a hard topic to open up about because some people also don't know how to respond to it. So uh, it's a hard conversation to open up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Patricia, you want to add to that or like anything from your side? definitely um, because it's like uh, it's a, it's a kind of a common culture uh, for what we have uh, regarding the mental health in all, uh, all in asia and same same goes for nepal as well uh, talking about mental health condition as growing up i did i didn't even learn i didn't i came to know about these terms very lately in my life after after coming to know about all the social medias and then access to internet, then only I got to know about these things. Other than that, uh, uh, what is our perception regarding mental health is that uh, if someone is having a trouble regarding any sort of mental health, uh, they consider themselves as a uh, you know mental, mentally retarded person and they mm-hmm. start having this prejudgment that he'll not do anything in, in his life and his life is just over and be, because of this fact because of this uh, fear of judgment uh, even the even the person having difficulty internal difficulties are like they cannot really open up and the problems start getting repressed and it has been and this is how it has been affecting the mental health of or or, or, or mental health of all so mm-hmm. yeah, that that's the situation right now, and but slowly we are like uh, on path of uh, 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 keeping ourselves aware about this fact, and most probably in future we will create. We we are we all are creating a, a safe space where people could express mm-hmm. themselves and uh, get over the get over the mental men, get over the mental trauma they're having right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I like I like that you point out that a safe space, the concept of safe space, because why I really wanted to do this, say this talk among all of us is that we, 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 we rarely hear about the movement of mental health a lot. It's always like a short term thing, like, let's talk about mental health, let's open up stuff, you know, but when you want to open up stuff, you'll have like a million questions to consider before opening up, you know? Like, if I talk about mental health, is it, is it going to affect my future? Is people going to view me in a different light? Basically that. So I just want to have this talk because one, it's just that I think that we need a human-to-human interaction. Say, I'm not, I, I don't know what's happening in Nepal. I don't know what's happening in Philippines. And I don't really want to just, you know, stick into just the Malaysian bubble of where I am right now, basically. So it's just to ultimately, our aim is to, I'm not sure about you guys, but my aim is to destigmatize mental health issues, the talk about mental health and such, basically. So yeah, I just like that. Pratisha just brought that up. Uh, Sagar, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. And uh, I think mental health is kind of taboo in our country. Because people usually just as Pratishta mentioned that if you are having me even minor mental health issue, people consider you as a half retarded, mentally retarded person. So such is the perception. Even I, I was once victimized by this problem, depression, but later on I recovered. But when I was in the situation, I, I felt that as if I was living in a head. 
so I, I can understand how how mental health people how mental health has been to be people and how they are struggling and it it must be pretty bad for them but i know but things are changing nowadays in nepal lots of awareness campaigns are coming up and people are raising awareness and a lot of positive high vibes are coming and i hope that we can see cons- considerable change in the future mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully it goes that way but when you talk about mental health everyone thinks to the extreme part say the asylum like the really crazy people where you give lobotomy and like that kind of stuff so that's why we 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 kind of hesitate to talk about mental health i know i know it it, it probably we are all putting on like say becoming the frontliners of stuff that you know hoping that we do it and hoping that others would actually follow us and, and, and actually talking about mental health. But the thing that I would like to point out is that there are, there are a lot of things right now that's probably affecting mental health. And there seem to be like um, talk on like, okay, let's, let's talk about mental health. Let's be open about it. But I can say that we can open up about mental health. But are there people who are willing to listen about mental health? So, um, it, on in your opinion, though, uh, Risha, what what do you think about this? Would there are there enough people to like really listen to us when we speak and we talk about mental health? Uh, well, right here in the Philippines, ah. Uh... I'm proud that uh, we're changing how we talk about mental health. Uh, this is something more and more younger people are knowledgeable about because we're getting more mental health advocates, we're getting more mental health lectures, live webinars in different schools. And right here, uh, we also have crisis hotlines. And mm-hmm. uh, in cases where our there are reported cases of people who died by suicide uh the news outlets are encouraged to uh show information on where to seek help instead of just saying the news that this this kind of news happened because mm-hmm. uh i think here uh it is good that they show the information of where to seek help like professional help with the doctors or if you just want to talk to someone like crisis hotlines uh these are now getting popular in my country and in the schools as well because some schools already have good programs and policies for mental health so i think uh for countries that don't have that uh we can really start with just even a simple community like in your church if if you're members of church or if you're members in your school or in government units uh you may start proposing because mm-hmm. it really has a good effect on people definitely sure to add to that or like sorry anyone 
Uh, yeah, I, I want to add to that. In Nepal, like, uh, or, or in like country like India and Nepal, we have this similar culture. Like, uh, talking about the person uh, the, that, do we have any person that who would listen to us? Like, uh, we have, uh, as a victim, my, uh, as, if I think as a victim myself, like, I would definitely have this notion that how will I get judged? Because like regarding mental health, it could be due to various reasons. Not only like you have to suffer uh, suffer from like a typical uh, anxiety or depression, it can be because of various reasons. And we, what we need to do is acknowledge that. Like mm -hmm. recently, one of my uh, one of my relative uh, was in very was in this very bad place. She has been to a very rough relationship in in her life, and she what what she had done is like she had never shared anything about that with anybody. But that was affecting her so badly that uh, uh, that once she opened up, she uh, like she had this very much mental trauma because of it. So. What we have is that we have this fear of judgment and what we should also promote that uh, while sharing people would not judge you like you 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 should find like like you talk about like finding the safe space where is the safe space so mm -hmm. as a as a aware people myself i like i when i when i talk to her like i created this safe space definitely because you won't be judged because this is kind of this sort of problems related to relation that happens and that's common in in like nowadays Mm -hmm. definitely uh, like that like that with the relationship that there are problems related to certain like anxiety depression that uh, and that should be normalized at first and to make them feel, we should make them feel like these things are normal and you won't be judged on any one sort of basis and mm -hmm. yes so uh, this should be also promote this should be also like uh, promoted within the family or within uh, like our group of relatives so that they would find a safe space to even like share that with their loved ones mm -hmm. well let me add to that yeah i'm talking about people i think there are a lot of people nowadays listening previously before uh, there were very few people and people used to generally stigmatize this thing as uh, being mental health as one of the Baked one of the unnecessary thing, the thing that is not necessary, and they do not consider it as a useful, useful aspect of health. And especially during this pandemic, a lot of people went through a lot of mental health issues. And we in Nepal also we witnessed so many suicide cases during this pandemic, during this lockdown. I don't know if the people were confined within a place and within a lockdown in lockdown situation, they could not express their feelings properly. And I think they got victimized by various mental health issues. But uh, nowadays, a lot of campaigns are going on. People mental health awareness, just as Rachel mentioned, mental health awareness campaigns are also starting in Nepal. A lot of people are, are currently doing mental health workshops and, and seminars are going on. A lot of people are starting to care. And especially we, nowadays, they have started to focus more on yoga and uh, yoga and meditation activities also as a precaution, as a precaution for preventing mental health issues. So I think it's pretty good. Good situation of mental health is pretty good now at the current situation, and I think it will it will be better in the situation in days to come. Mm -hmm. uh, Sagar, I would like to touch a bit because you you've brought up that you you have been victimized by this, but only if you are 
comfortable enough in sharing. What What do you mean by victimized? Like, could you elaborate more on that? Well, actually, I was uh, I was in the situation uh, quite uh, in class eight, so due to the peer pressure and all those stuffs happening in my teenage time, so I was I could not uh, cope up with all those thoughts and emotions. So and I got victimized by depression, and uh, it went pretty bad. So uh, still, I'm I'm I have almost recovered, but it's still some aspects of health is still. Uh, is, is is still bad in me. In me, I mean, still I feel some past anxiety issues, which was which was in past. So I feel now that as well. But I have almost recovered, and I'm in the recovering phase. But I and I wish that no one gets such mental health issues because it's a lot of hell. The people will go in go through a hell like hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh- I would say that I could relate to you, but my my I think my problems started. You know, I I I faced depression. I faced anxiety, but my problem really started when I open up about mental health to the wrong person. Say, uh, you know, when you call, like I always say, like people keep on asking us to open up, open up. But then when I open up, it's be like, your day will go fine. You know, this is just a temporary kind of thing. So. It doesn't last long. It's always that fake positivity kind of vibes. So, if I'm not sure about this panelist, but if you have any experience of like say fake positivity of like, or how you have related to this, anyone could share. Rachel, you wanna go? Uh, maybe as a listener to you, uh, I think it's really a very hard situation also respond because uh-huh. sometimes especially for people who haven't learned about mental health in the first place like we don't know what to say and not to say because there's a lot of sensitivities that we really uh-huh. need to learn it as you say it's like a false positivity because uh, other people who don't know about that concept will just simply say that because it's something easy to say but you know yeah. it's very so uh for me uh i think because i've experienced this right so i'm diagnosed i take my medicines and and maybe like you i've tried to be productive work in an office and i've encountered people like it so uh in my journey uh i think it would be better for me to understand that maybe they don't know that much that's why it's the safest thing for them to say but Mm -hmm. also on my part what i can do for them is to educate them that it is also important to validate validate to acknowledge those feelings especially when you open up like when you say that you're in a bad place or you're not feeling well because when we say we don't feel well it's not just physical like well i have headache or something like a mm-hmm. ache like that because those are the uh the usual things to experience but when we also see when i say i don't feel well mostly means that uh, my mental health is not good and mm-hmm. I'm 
fortunately, most of my friends now are also mental health advocates. So they would understand me more and give me more understanding or even accommodations if we are working in an organization. So really, uh, having more conversations about mental health will uh, change how people respond and so there would be no false positivities anymore and mm-hmm. maybe we should also talk more about it validating the those experiences mm-hmm. that's it for me i mean it we can say that it started out of good intention but then it feels like tiring to really handle about mental health that that's why people be like ah it's 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 a bit like you know just a one time thing it's not going to it's not going to happen anymore out of that situation but yeah i i i could probably see that pratisha you want to go regarding the false positivity uh, somehow i feel like maybe i have i have done that to somebody at some point i feel like that because mm-hmm. i was unaware of this topic and uh, I, I, I myself I, I, I am a very optimistic and positive person and whenever someone shares their problem with me i i give i try to give this positive thoughts but the, this is uh, but regarding this mental health topic this is not something like you can solve it with uh, just a, a positive note or positive something i tried that to one of my brother and that didn't really work so what we can what i realize in this course uh, while dealing with my brother is that what we have to do is be an active listener because they are they are going through a lot and they are unable to express and when they are expressing to you they are seeking that uh, that uh, active listening from you and that is the first step towards uh, like towards providing them support rather than giving your own uh, the perceptions regarding it be an active listener what they are actually going through it Mm-hmm. I realize that that is the number one, and then try to be, try to create, uh, try to be their emotional support, r- rather than giving your own ideas and all. That. Try to be their emotional support, uh, and uh, and like give them, give them the strength, uh, give give them the strength so that they could take a take take a step ahead even though if they have to seek a medical help so that they mm-hmm. won't hesitate uh, so th- that is what i found recently so yeah instead of giving our own perceptions and all regarding this we should like uh, i followed it and I, that actually showed some positive results and i i, I just share this with everybody so that that they could help when whenever somebody seek help in them so yes. definitely because I, i totally agree when 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 you say that probably in the earlier stage you don't really it's not a must for you to understand the situation they turn to you because one they believe that you could support them you know and if 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 you think that you 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 can't really support them try to like don't don't hit them like so hard like, like the real reality like you you are you're you're supposed to go and see a shrink not me this is always like a first step say if i open up to you about mental health that means that i really trust you enough to open up about my mental health to you you know and we we should really listen that's a that's the thing it's it's listening you don't it's not a must for you to say give your ideas of what you what they supposed to do or what they must do you know 
Yeah, Sagar, do you want to add on anything? Yeah, sure. And uh, the thing is, nowadays uh, people are facing a lot of people are facing mental health issues. Just, I, I just want to tell that uh, there is a solution for that because mental health is just an aspect of health. You, you guys need not need to worry because there are so many doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists who are expert in this mental health field. They are here to save you. They will, uh, they will, uh, they will treat you well, and it's 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 totally curable disease. It's sorry, it's totally curable condition. So and and no need to stigmatize it as a very big issue. And I I think that mental health aspect is getting change in people's perception a lot in Nepalese condition. So now just you can say that I have talked with various mental health patients in my life. So I, I got the fortunate opportunity and I have interacted with them and they 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 need they seem pretty depressed, some seem pretty depressed, some seem uh, mild, some still in mild condition and some still in I have also talked with one or two who have who had extreme panic attacks. Mm -hmm. So so and after talking with them I, I feel like that meant I, I I would what what I was experiencing in my teenage life is nothing compared to them because people are going through a lot of a lot of condition a lot of a uh, lot of hardships in in this condition and uh, and but the condition is changing nowadays and the scenario is getting better and better and I hope with the advancement of medical medical science and uh, mental health issues these issues will be taken more seriously and it will be and people will feel more safe and safe and safe around this issue thank you because I, I would i would like to add to that because if, if you're going to talk about the physical health it's easier to show the symptom like you know you have a cut on your hand and you went to the doctors and you'd be like here i i'm hurt here please do something but when you talk about i have depression how are they going to see depression how are they going to treat depression how are they how are they know that you are severely impacted with depression you know and i i like to see that 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 there's a comment from hung Yu saying that you know uh, basically on how your parents um when, when you want to talk about depression your parents may may think that you're not strong enough so I actually understand that because one, I am a scholarship student. Two, you know, when you get like lots of job opportunities, when you do a lot of stuff, people tend to look at you like, oh, you are the most healthy person. You are the, like the best and everything. But when you open up a mental health, people will be like, oh, you're not that good. You're tainted in some kind of like mental health issues. So it, it basically like say it, it drags you down. And even though when you talk about when you talk about it to your parents, the one that really, you know, brought you into the world. And if you're gonna probably is like the, 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 the correct person to really open up about it. But it, it feels like it's it's kind of hard to open up to someone that you think that, oh, from like the different generation. Say they are not. It's not to say they are not tentative, but they don't really have the openings or the understanding of mental health. You know, we can't really blame them. But what we can do now is to educate them.
basically. Um, speaking about education, about mental health, uh, I'm, I'm aware that Rachel is doing some sort of education regarding mental health in Philippines. So could you, could you share about that? Or like, only if you're comfortable enough. Of course, uh, disclaimer, I'm not a professional in mental health. So uh, when I do these lectures about mental health, it is something I learned from my organization, which is the Youth for Mental Health Coalition, because we have capacity building programs for volunteers. So we can know more about the basics of mental health, its introduction, its history, and even the laws that are already in the Philippines because we have the mental health law. We have uh, laws for the educational institutions, the workplace in the private sector, and even in the public sector. So as an advocate, uh, I discuss those and also discuss what trainings, what further trainings they can get from professionals like psychological first aid, suicide first aid, and even those available resources from the World Health Organization and also where to seek help because it's very important that when you educate so you open up this conversation and some people identify themselves like oh I have experienced this thing so maybe I am I am diagnosed with this so it's important that at the end of every session uh we give those uh, referral systems, those uh, crisis hotlines, those contact numbers of professionals, psychiatrists and psychologists, wait, where they can get help. But uh, also like in Malaysia, we all, we just uh, have a very few uh, mental health professionals, like it's just in the thousands. So mm -hmm. that's why we really promote this career path. Yeah. Okay. Nice, thank you so much. Uh, probably I'm going to open up the question to Pradisha, like, if you're still there, like Sagar. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, okay. Um, how do you think we could educate the general public? Say, starting from your community, and then we could expand it to the Asian culture. Uh, okay, so in my view, the way to aware people is like to create this empathetic feeling to, towards them. And uh, the one of the effective way that I find uh, the to aware themselves is by, by storytelling. Because like, wh what do I, uh, in my view, uh, until and unless, if uh, for for all human beings, including the Asians, until and unless the issue becomes personal, and the uh, the issue or the the problem becomes personal, they would they could relate that with more. For example, like I had, uh, like I already told about my brother, like he is one of my relatives, and and he he go, went through a lot of trauma, mental trauma, and especially when the first lockdown and. His family was kind of naive about this stuff, and uh, but now after like after facing them, the after facing the problem by themselves, they I I saw the drastic change in them. I was the one in the beginning. I was the one explaining them about the situation, how this should be normalized, and how how this particular issue should not be taken as uh, the as the child's reason to get attention or something like that, because they were thinking like uh, in that way. But now they are like so they are telling me 
they are actually like sharing the experiences that mental health uh, mental health and the mental issues is real and the and the best part about this is it's curable because they have seen changes in their in their son's life and uh, and they are like moving along with it and they are aware they are now they are self aware and they are awareing people around them so this is the journey that i actually want to see and it's not necessary that everybody has to go through the trauma that he did so what we can do is like tell such stories such impactful stories to mars that mental health issues are real the anxiety the depression the feeling of loneliness that you might have inside you is real and you should open up about it and because i did that you can also do that and there are safe spaces if you look for it and by telling the mass this story and by wearing there themselves that there are places where you can go where you can share and there are people around you who will listen to you and i think that is a that is that can be a very impactful way mm-hmm. to wear people about um, about mental in about, about mental health and also solve their problem that they are going through definitely i totally agree with that sagar do you want to add yeah sure uh, and i think uh, i agree with pratishtha that nowadays uh, there are a lot of lot of people who are supporting the mental health issues and i think that uh, lo- if we if you want to talk about mental health a lot lot of people generally don't open up at at first but as as the time as the time goes on they they just open about they they just start expressing their feelings out and just they just confess out what are they feeling in the men, in their mental health and i think that uh, mental health issues is need to be changed by bringing it in the school curriculum the perception should be changed i think that in school kids must be taught that mental health is just a aspect of health nothing any pretty big serious and i think that uh, the more we aware more of more the more we aware the kids more we change in the curriculum and in integrate into the school curriculum then i think that it can bring a lot of change in the uh, people's mind from the beginning of their life and uh, i think that uh, it mental health issues need to be more and more normalized and uh, i am i am always trying to trying to be part of something to normalize it but but whenever i face people who are who just stigmatize it as a very big issue such such people whenever i meet then i i i feel really bad but nowadays the situation is changing and i hope the better days are coming soon definitely so yeah uh, okay it seems like uh, i just wanted to ask a question because our panel here like rc and sagar already out there working and uh, like facing with uh, facing more problem, more people with uh, who are facing this uh, lot of trauma who are facing a lot of trauma actually so i just wanted to ask them when like you are you you are helping them like it's also necessary that the one who is listening is uh, mentally stable as well because until and unless the, you, you are well yourself you can't uh, help others right so i just feel like how you can be like uh, uh, this strong enough within yourself 
uh, or patient or calm uh, calm yourself so that they could they could like actively listen to their problem and also share what they are going through like if they could just share how they do this and how they keep themselves strong actually so i just wanted to ask that ask to me or like a two hour old panel ah uh, okay probably uh, i i i can start i don't really don't know how you define strong enough cuz it's it's really hard uh, because if 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 you're going to open up to other people we can't really expect to know what the other people is actually facing but i would say that only if you're willing to do so but doing so really you you really need to put yourself first yourself forward first and think about whether you are ready to do so that's why coming back to the previous talk when when you're going to say that if you really can't handle it just say you can't handle it because you are going through a certain situation and you are not the right person to open up to uh, you can just apologize at that point and probably you could aid in terms of finding help from both from your side and from the one that is opening that is that is just from my point of view uh sagar rc you want to go yeah sure uh, yeah or rc do you want to go first or second I think I can go first. If it's okay. Sure, sure, sure. RC first, and then Sagar next. Okay, sure. Uh, here, here. Uh, during the trainings, because first, before you will be able to give that service to other people, uh, it's very important that you get the proper training so you can say the right words to say. Yeah, I know it's there's no there's no wrong words to say, but is just to avoid uh having more stigma giving more false positive like we just discussed a while ago uh, it's very important to get those training first and in those trainings it's also important your trainers will emphasize how you can take care of yourself that's why uh we have this topics on self care and also learn the boundaries so you should learn your boundary as a person giving the service and your the boundaries as a listener so what you can say and your capacity because uh, uh for example i'm an advocate a volunteer so i'm not a professional so there's only some things that i am allowed to say and those uh, advices like the medicines like the therapy uh that's reserved for professionals like psychologists and psychiatrists so now uh avoid being overwhelmed by the situation uh, for example i just got a call i just provided a psychological first aid and i think it's too heavy for me well it's important that uh we talk to someone that can give us the appropriate care we need so it's also important that we seek help from the professional like myself uh like a year ago before the pandemic i see my psychiatrist every month and i take my medicines regularly so that's very important and if you're conducting a 
volunteer program where you give uh, some kind of medical missions, but it's for mental health. It's important that there will be debriefing sessions or if even if you give a peer support uh, programs or sessions in your schools, it's very important that there's a time that the facilitators will also talk about your experience and maybe how you can do things better on the next time and how we can make the safe how we can make this space safer safe. so mm -hmm. yeah that's very important nice thank you so much rc uh sagar you want to go yeah sure and uh, just like uh, she mentioned that uh, how this mentioned the term strong enough so actually i don't think myself that i'm that is strong enough to tackle all those challenges all those issues but i have developed some confidence to face face with them and uh, i i watch positive affirmations a lot a lot and I, I try to do meditation and yoga in my spare time. So whenever I, I, I start getting such things, such thoughts about anything negative, then I, I try to channel, I try to think of something positive instead and try to just channel it into positive pathway. And I just, I just go to play or go exercise myself or do something physical so that I can, uh, I can change my stress into a positive, positive pattern. And I, I often uh, watch television. I often go to visit a friend's house and I, I go to teachings. I, I teach kids at, at, at school. So I, 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 just in one, I just involve themselves in the teaching process. And I just interact with them a lot. And I just take care of, of their issues pretty personally. And then I, I feel a bit of satisfaction and positive vibes around me. Whenever I try to help any people, whether they are mentally or physically, then I, I kind of develop some positive and some good vibes within myself. Mm -hmm. Then such, I think such things are pretty important that you need, you need to, uh, you need to be, uh, you need to be with people with the problems both mentally and physically you need to help them and the more you help and the more you see that the way they are going through you you start feeling that your problem is nothing compared to them because the more you the more you try to comfort them the more you try to convince them the more you engage in you can you also convince yourself as well so it's i think it's, it's a one of the positive way of tackling these issues because by 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 convincing people by facing it and we should not always and I, I try to face myself whenever there is any problem any issues anything that whatever negative my mind tells me I, I try to do the opposite I try to challenge my mind so it is, it is also a way to develop more positive vibes around ourselves and I think such things are necessary definitely 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 all right. Uh, so before we continue on, uh, to those who are watching, we will open up a Q&A session or you could share your opinions, your experience. Remember, this, this session is a safe space and only share if you're comfortable enough in sharing. So uh, please raise your hand so I could call you to ask or you, you may leave questions or like uh, your, your experiences in the chat box. But we recommend you to ask directly. Um, 
while we wait for the questions to flow in, uh, probably we could just jump in into um, a wrap-up question, uh, like what I always do on my podcast. Uh, maybe RC could start. Um, if there are no such thing as judgment, say there's no such thing as judgment, all right? Um, what would you like to convey to the general public regarding mental health? Um, a tough question. Am I in the Miss Universe 2021? <laughs> uh, uh, I think I would like to emphasize that uh, mental health is a important topic. It's not something we should hide in our families like uh you have a person with mental health and mission in your family you should not hide about it so mm -hmm. and also all of us should take care of our mental health it is not something that's only rich people should take care of because mm -hmm. no mental health care is right now expensive but everyone uh, should have proper access to mental health. Uh, maybe that's the most important thing I can say right now. Nice, thanks. Patricia, you want to go next? Uh, sure. So if there wasn't any such thing as judgment, then I would like to tell to the general public that uh, uh, people of all age group, maybe from the teenagers or from the middle age or from the... Uh, from, uh, age above that all of us go through uh, all of us go through these traumatic experiences um in especially in teenage maybe it's due to peer pressure or due to various ups ups and downs of life we go through such trauma such anxiety and such depression while in middle age um, because of a major life crisis we go through uh, such trauma and also there are like certain thing, things like postpartum depression especially in women and also going through depression because of uh, various health issues and uh, and th these things should be acknowledged like you can go you, you can face the, you have faced this trauma once in your life but you have ignored it and you are you you're like lucky enough that you you feel you feel well right now, but within you, they, they, there can be such traumatic experiences. And and if you, like when you hear stories from others, then only you realize that, oh, that was also a part of anxiety. That was also a part of, I was depressed at that time, but I didn't know. So, so what I would do is like, uh, we have gone through such bad times in our life and uh, maybe we didn't get a proper guidance then but now that i that that you are aware enough you you should probably share your story with the, the people around you and uh, you know amplify that message to more people to uh, to more people as much as you can because this is an important topic to open up and this is like uh, we we still we still think uh, you mental health is a taboo so to uh, to like destigmatize it the I feel like this message should be this message should be conveyed in loud in loud and clear way as much as people are as well as like making them self comfortable uh, to share their stories. Nice, thank you so much, Pratisha. Uh, Sagar, you wanna go? Yeah, sure. And I think I just want to tell to everyone that you just need to feel positive because the world is always 
no matter what you will all you will always gonna rock god is always looking at you and he supports you and don't ever feel disheartened because because uh, because you can do you can achieve whatever thing you like if you think that if you believe in yourself then you can achieve anything mental health issues are normal just don't don't think is as a rocket science or something like that uh, but it's mental health issues are just one aspect of health that we need to consider Con- always always take care of your mental health don't don't, or don't neglect the mental health when when we only think about physical health as as a health and mental health as doesn't uh you consider doesn't people doesn't consider them as something important but you need to consider mental health more important than physical health because if you are if you are strong mentally and mentally you can you can do anything in the world you can achieve anything there is no any boundary or limitations for you and then there are a lot of solutions for the problem because there are a lot of psychiatrists there are a lot of psychologists there are a lot of um, mental health doctors there are a lot of mental health advocates there are counselors and so many things available now with the, with the advancement of the technologies more and more people are getting into this uh, getting into the mental health and they are there to save you don't ever feel disheartened don't ever think of doing suicide because you are you are born to do something great in this world and if you if you do suicide then you you will you will be uh, it will it will be an a pity it will be a pity waste of your life you you you, you guys can do great thing and and all 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 the, all the, and you must all have that belief in yourself that you can do you can do something difficult or something challenging then the more you try to face them the more you develop courage to tackle the is tackle the soft problems and and there there is help available everywhere so no need to feel disheartened just take it lightly just hug your parents just feel just make them smile just just try to indulge in something positive every day and and as a whole because you because your life because as a whole only thing it matters is that you smile it is the only thing that matters thank you definitely definitely i mean i like that it's not say rocket science that that you mentioned that like every every single thing that you do it doesn't have to be a really massive thing is it could just start small by just listening or just say attend this session learn a thing or two and probably just share and that's about it what what i what i keep on like saying that probably i i overuse this word but just listen because yeah I would like to just end it there by if I if I have anything to just tell the world is is just to listen. You don't really have to comprehend it right now. You don't really have to understand it right now. Just that, just listen. Don't don't treat it like oh. If I open up to you, you you are I'm seeing you as like a mental health expert or like like a psychiatrist or like a therapist. You know, it's not about that. It's just because I believe you as a friend. And. Yeah, I trust you to just help me out or like to just lead me into the better direction of myself. Um yeah, I would like to just open up right now. I'm just going to like remove all the spotlight because it's so awkward to see myself up on the screen. But uh for anyone who wants to share about their their how to say their their experience or like 
whatever you want to talk about, if you have any questions, do note we are all not, say, we are not professionals, but it's up to you uh, whether you want to share or anyone in this room, basically. I, I think that there um, also yeah. like we, I saw some like people sharing their experiences in the comment uh, in, in the chat box. So we can also like read the chats and talk to them. Maybe that could be also done. Just just sharing that. Definitely. Uh, I see uh, Carmen, you raise up your hand. Yes, you want to go? Uh, yeah. Hi, Kay. Um, first of all, I'm very happy to see uh, young Malaysians like you uh, doing um, for mental health and I'm very happy and I'm saying I'm a proud Malaysian to see fellow Malaysians I'm doing this for the country as well as the world. So, hashtag Malaysia Bole. Um, yeah, so, um, hi everyone. Apa kabar? Tadja hao. Vanakam. Okay, um, I know this is kind of like um, a very um, a very cheesy um, cheesy story about how I get very advocate about mental health because I was inspired by um, UK's Daryl Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge when they started the Hate Together campaign. Yeah, and that's how I got um, interested in mental health. But sadly, in university, I was called in by the head of department. In my course, back in university during the first year, and it was a week before the exam because uh, my classmate actually, uh, they complained behind my back to the, to the lecturers that they thought I have a mental health problem. But the mm -hmm. fact was I was uh, advocating and I was uh, uh, called in by the head of the department saying that if they, they asked me whether I have a suicide problem. But then, but, but, but then I, I said, um, no, I didn't have a suicidal problem. I just I wanted to advocate mental health. So that made me realize that how sensitive Malaysians and are really sensitive uh, mental health. Even though you're in university, you're we are supposed to be like really passionate about what we're what we're really fighting for and kind of like, oh, I'm a youth. Um, we're a Malaysian youth, so we need to do something that um that uh we can leave an impact. In the country and to our society, to, uh, to our society, but then I realized I I chose the wrong time, the wrong place, and the wrong people, and ended up in the wrong place. Just please don't uh please don't humiliate my my situation. Yeah, so just uh, this is my brief experience. So I pass it on to anyone who would like to share. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I mean, everyone tends to think to the extreme when we talk about mental health, like really. If you're if you're gonna play like uh, just advocating or just talking about mental health, it's more of like, oh, you're having mental health issues too. You're crazy. You know, you're supposed to be, you know, it's all like, do you have suicidal issues? It's not about that. It's just a more so of like, no, I'm just here to advocate about mental health. And that's about it. People need to know about the difference between one. Obviously, I, it's not to put down on the the ones that are experiencing mental health but advocating mental health doesn't mean you actually have to have mental health issues you know right. are uh, anyone in the panel rco anyone would just like to to just share on this nope okay uh we have a question though uh in the chat box how to make mental health services accessible for the underprivileged. So the, the question is from 
Kathleen Richard. Uh, so RC, you want to go first or anyone? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, in my country, so it's in the South, it's a Southeast Asian country and we're also on a pure country. We still call ourselves a developing country, but right now we're in a lot of debt because of the pandemic. So how do we make mental health services accessible here? Uh, first, uh, you should institutionalize mental health laws, those programs and policies, because uh, if you have the law, then your if executives, those politicians will be mandated to act for mental health. So they will be mandated to take care of the mental health of those people, of your, of your constituents. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you already have that, uh, you should train those uh, healthcare workers in the communities, uh, those communities of Right here, our smallest unit is barangay. So between the barangay healthcare workers, and we also and here you have the World Health Organization Mental Health Gap Action Program. So it's aimed for scaling up services for mental health for countries with low to middle income classifications. So uh I can put these resources in the chat box later. So uh, this is a series of modules that can be taught to volunteers, healthcare workers, even you're not specialized in mental health, even if you're allied professionals too. So you should also capacitate uh, teachers, guidance counselors in the educational sector and as well on the workplace sector because those are where the people are and mostly will be. So you should have that. And for the schools, uh, for my organization, we give free mental health webinars. So these are awareness programs that are available for free because we know mental health is kind of expensive when you buy those medicines and have those checkups. So as someone from the grassroots, uh, we help each other by giving the services for free because we can also learn this for free if we are from nonprofit organizations. So there's a lot we can do. So uh, we should not uh, lose our hope because we can always work together. And you can also email me maybe or connect with me if you want to talk more about it. Nice. Thank you so much, RC. Um, I'll obviously will take your link and just add it into my list of people, list of good stuff, you know, basically from my side. Um, sharing from my side, though, if you're going to make it accessible, the resources are there, but it's always the public's perception whether you want to really go for it or not. You know, uh, one of my, I think, yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, Keshta or like Kathlia inside there, uh, they have done a good job of like Malaysia's Connect. Uh, I wish if, if, if one of them could just unshare, I mean, unmute and share, but Connect in Malaysia. 
Oh, thanks, thanks, Kesevin, for mentioning that. Um, I think I think what Connect is doing is basically a mental um, health support system, uh, sort of for for youths. But but again, I don't think we are as accessible because we use social media, and only the you know only the privileged have access to social media. So I was wondering, like, how can we reach people in the pandemic, not through social media? You know, like how else we can do that? But um, and and Rachel, uh, Rachel, you mentioned about mental health law. So unfortunately, in Malaysia, it's we don't have that. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's just very sad. But um, but yeah, I think we need to you know improve in systemic change, and and we'll see where it goes. So yeah, thank you. See Carmen unmuted. You wanna go, Carmen? Um, yeah, I just want to add the calf's point is like, I think in Malaysia, mental health is, um, is kind of like a sensitive topic and what happened to me back in university, I think uh, mental health is like sort of like a time if we're, if, we're, if we're not mistaken. So yeah. So what, what I want to like, you know, just to add to Malaysia, I want to urge all the big people out there, just decriminalize mental health. Just mm -hmm. don't, mm -hmm. just don't stop fighting for power. Just get the youth out there to to get to to connect with you, to connect with the big people, and the big people just please, please, please don't criminalize mental health. Treat mental health as um as something that we are really fighting for because you'd be busy for fighting for power and you just forget how many youth out there taking their lives because of during the pandemic. What are you doing? So just please stop fighting with the power and just get out there and just connect with us, the youth and the people. So yeah, that's my message to all the yeah. big people out there. Awesome, awesome. If you know what it means, huh? <laughs> I see uh, Pitch Moni Tay. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Hi, um, can you just call me Moni? Hello, everyone. I'm from Cambodia. Um, I want to share a little bit on accessibility, um, especially on mental health. When we talk about accessibility, we know for a fact that in most Asian countries, accessibility is not everywhere, not even mental health. Some countries don't even have uh, access to water, essential life. Um, if, if you're talking about like muscle uh, needs in, in life, right, then you have the, 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 the uh, what you say, the triangle of like people need to jump from one step to another. So um, before needing the, the, needing the accessibility to mental health, they would first need accessibility to other things that are essential, like a roof and so on, so on, so on. But for, but for a country like, uh, for example, I'm from Cambodia. So, so for some Cambodia, the people in the city, they are reaching that, that Maslow uh, needs of life to a point where they need mental health support. So mm -hmm. what they're facing is that uh, they don't know where to get it. And then for, for People in the in the countryside, their, their needs of their needs of in life are still within food and financial support, so they cannot be thinking about mental health exactly. So then, so then most of them, a lot of them who has schizophrenia, has bipolar disorder, who has autism, who has Down syndrome, don't get support at all because instead of thinking getting mental health support, they're thinking what they can eat tomorrow basically. So that's so when talk about accessibility, we also have to see like. What, what, what accessibility to what groups of people, the people in the city or the people in the, in the province and so on and so on. And then when we talk about accessibility, you also have to think about um, awareness because, because 
we have the thing, right? We have the stuff for people to go to, but how do people know where to go? Yeah, you yeah, know? true, true. So like, you, so like accessibility also include awareness because, okay, you have, you have it, even in like, in like America, you have so many therapists, so many things, so on and so on, but people in, in America, the suicide rate is, is still going up. Why? Because you have so many, so many uh, therapists, but then, but then who, but then how do people find those therapists? How do people find those professionals basically? And, and for me in Cambodia, professionals uh, are so old, um, no offense, professionals are so old fashioned where they don't know how to do digital marketing. They don't know how to do anything at all. So what they do is they just use words of mouth, words of mouth to find customer, to find patient. And it's not really reaching to, to the target group basically. Mm-hmm. And so accessibility, they, they, to be access to it, they also have to first be aware of what access they can accessible, and then and then then we figured out how can they access it. Because if we're talking about um, mental health, there are psychologists also on, so so they have the resources. But then how to to bridge that gap between patient and uh, professional? But yeah, that's also that's something I just want to share and break up and have a discussion on it. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you so much for sharing. Definitely, though. I mean. In, in Malaysia, we, it's kind of a hard situation to say, like, where exactly can you really find, you know, those stuff they really need? Hmm. Thanks for bringing that up. Like, anyone from the panel would like to talk or anyone literally in this room or, like, in this session would just like to add or, like, anything? Tisha, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, um, like uh, he, he brought up a very nice thing. Like, well, you know, we wouldn't know if, it, if we won't know this particular thing about Cambodia, if we hadn't shared. Thank you for sharing. And it's like, it's like very much complicated here in Nepal as well because in such a country where even like basic health needs are so so poorly available the to the people where where basic needs are poorly available the need for like if even if they want to seek mental health it's very hard i live in a capital it's quite easy for me but when he, when even after like moving 50 to 60 kilometers from here the condition is like drastically different so it's like it's like very much hard even like people there even don't know this, that mental health and the mental issues like this even exist and and definitely like uh, like he brought up like this uh, the, the, most of the psychologists even like some of the psychologists are here uh, are like old-fashioned as well and like I have heard because from my personal experiences I've come to know about that as well but uh, like it's like really hard how we can help actually the people uh, who are uh, who are underprivileged I feel like uh, like uh, the, 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 the growing we should take help of uh, growing technologies uh, like mm-hmm. Rachel there mentioned, like uh, mentioned about institutionalizing this mental mental health and mental health related issues. Along with that, if if uh, if there are many organizations who are working on this field here right now, so if they would work here and also take help of technology 
and uh, because it's like it's easy to reach out to by using with the help of technology so maybe we could do that and help people uh, of that particular background so mm -hmm. at the moment i can think of this solution mm, definitely this question still reels in my head because mental health doesn't obviously mental health doesn't occurs doesn't occur only in the underprivileged, but also in the privilege. But as well as the privilege, they have the the resources they need to help curb mental health issues. You know, but we can't. It's quite hard to be honest, though, because there are studies that say that people who are privileged are having more mental health issues. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how true that is. But people in the, say, the rural areas having less mental health issues, but more also coping with life. So I think that both sides have their own problems and both sides have like, not to say their own specified solution, but we need to find the balance of both, like what you can give and what I can give. You know, it's 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 pretty complicated situation. And speaking about the underprivileged part, also, it's how would you define as underprivileged? Like, is it not having social media? It's considered underprivileged, or like, you know, it, it's it's a pretty general topic. And I'm sorry, but I'm not like a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm not like an expert. But this is just like me giving my own. Uh, uh, opinion about this um i think that we are reaching almost to the end of the session um so most probably thank you so much to those who have shared and thank you so much for the panelists who have been uh here uh but where can we find you or like if just to say hi or like your contact information uh let's start from rc uh you can connect with me at Facebook and LinkedIn. So at LinkedIn, you can just type my name, Rachel Colin Aquino. So I think my hair is still black there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Facebook, it's still the same in the post here. So uh, just tell me whatever you need, whatever help you need. Uh, like uh, if you want to start a mental health organization in Malaysia in Cambodia because I see people, I see young people with a lot of potential to be leaders because I see that there's a lot you want to do for your country, for mental health, and you can really start now because you all have the ideas and you just need to connect with the best people with the good resources and we can start making a difference in your country. Nice, thank you so much, RC. Uh, Sagar, you wanna go next? Where can we find you? Yes, yes, sure. So you can, guys, can connect with me either via Facebook or in Instagram or in LinkedIn. So in my Instagram handle is Koirala K O I R A L A six four four. I'm gonna leave in the chat so that uh, you can, you guys can search my Instagram handle. All right, thank you so much, Sagar. Uh, Pratisha. I'm, uh, you guys can find me in Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. 
the name is Pratisha Jyoti, and in uh, Instagram, I'll just drop by the username. Uh, I think my, my uh, the electricity just went off. Otherwise, I would have just shared the link. So you can just find them by my username, which I'll be writing in the chat box. Nice, thank you so much. And I think I'll I'll go next. <laughs> I'm not sure who, uh, but um, so you can find me on LinkedIn at kay seven nine five. I leave it in the chat box. Uh, please check out Listen to Mila, which is like a podcast platform, uh, for youth to share their experiences with mental health and also their daily encounters with mental health anonymously. So uh, it's a Malaysian podcast. We, we also like uh, support mental health. Uh, we constantly update this weekly on Friday. So please check it out. Uh, check us out there also. And the recording, the audio recording for this, uh, say, this, this session would also be available on LinkedIn. I know, I mean, available on Spotify also. Uh, I'll post it on the Movers platform. And to those who want to join Movers, I'll leave the link in the chat box too. So basically what Movers do is that we, like I said, we train youth to make impact. So basically it's like a, we train you, you train them. And it's like a, it's more like a wave kind of situation. So uh, thank you guys for joining this session. If you need anything, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or like the Movers platform or Instagram, basically. So uh, again, thank you so much for everyone. Um, we'll upload, say the recording on our Spotify uh, on Listen to Mila. So thank you so much for attending. It means a lot to us. Uh, see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody, and keep keep sharing and keep growing this community. I mean, I message everybody. Bye. See you, everybody, soon. That's all for today. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. Please check us out on our Facebook and Instagram at Listen to Mila. Again, at Listen to Mila with an H at the back. Also, to learn more about the Movies program, please visit youthcollab.org slash movers that's youthcollab.org slash movers or you could check them out on their Instagram page at movers program again at movers program thanks again guys and see you next episode bye